everybody. This is Jen Upton with Onyx Test Bench, and I am joined today with Mr. Christian Ratcliffe. How are you, Christian? Jen, I'm thrilled to death to be here. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, this is an excellent topic today. We're super excited to talk to you about this. Um, it's been a question that's come up several times within our podcast episodes, and we wanted to explore it in a little bit more detail. Mm-hmm. So today we are talking about HomeKit. What in the world is Apple HomeKit? Yeah, it's funny because like HomeKit is is a big deal in Apple's ecosystem, mm-hmm. but they don't really publicize it yeah. very much. Like you could very easily have never even heard of it, but it, it, it's a really, it's kind of a big deal yeah. when it comes to Apple making like things in your home work together mm-hmm. and just to, to make really cool things happen. It's all the stuff that... For a long time, people have had to hire out companies mm-hmm. to to come in and do. And and the really neat thing about HomeKit, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. I think that we should probably talk a little bit about home automation mm. and what that really means. Mm-hmm. So good point. Good point. Start with the basics. Yeah. So home automation. What what is home automation? Like a, a coffee maker with a timer built in, something that's happening automatic. Mm. Like. Is that automation? Well, it's happening automatically, mm-hmm. but not really. It's not really automation. Yeah, your lights being on a timer, that's not really automation. Automation um, is is kind of when different devices start working together. Mm-hmm. You know, like like one device doing something triggers another device, you know, to, to do to do something else. So like um, like let's say that when you go to your door and you lock your deadbolt. Your mm-hmm. system kind of detects, oh, they've locked the door. I'm going to also arm the security system. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn on the exterior mm-hmm. lights. Dim the interior lights. Yeah. Put the shades down. All that stuff. Okay. And so it's so, like a series of activities that happen together is how you would define home automation. Right. Yeah. Something that happens pretty much automatically just mm-hmm. based on on your actions, on mm-hmm. the things that you're doing, or possibly a timer or, or some other input. Um, so do you feel like Apple has been working on this kind of in the background? Because I know that it... It launched in 2014, and so it's been several years now that HomeKit has been out, Mm -hmm. but yet there's not a lot of information about it. No. When it very first was announced, it was like, oh, that's neat. Apple's getting into the the home automation game, Mm -hmm. and everybody who was was in home automation, like professionally, like everybody was a little worried. They're like, oh, no, if Apple really wants to get into this, Mm -hmm. then they could put us all out of business. You know, no. type of a deal. Yeah. Well, that's not what Apple was wanting to do. Like, that's not no. their thing. They they wanted to make a platform to where professional people mm-hmm. could install, where mm-hmm. people could self-install, where, like, a professional could install it, but then you could maintenance and add it, yeah. you know, add to it. Mm-hmm. You could create scenes yourself, or you could have a professional person kind of handle all of that for mm-hmm. you. It was It's just this really interesting mix like there are things with HomeKit that can be very complicated mm-hmm. like if you really want to get into it like you can make it complicated there's softwares you can run where you can tie in all the stuff and neat things you can do but if you want a really easy way to make it to where your lights and thermostats and 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 now that they've made a new announcement that music's going to be involved in mm-hmm. HomeKit too you want all that to work together this this is an easy way to do that yeah it's really great for the DIY community mm-hmm. I think um our specific clientele, it's still a little elementary for that market. Mm-hmm. It, it still requires an audio video professional to 
take it to the next level. For sure. Um, but I think what's really wonderful about it is it brings more awareness that home automation is such an important factor in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime that Apple gets into a m- new market, it's very exciting because they they bring an educational piece to it as well. And I sure. think that's just the the release of information. So I'm super, I'm curious on how this works out in the years to come because there hasn't been a lot of information up to this point, but it seems like the product development that ties to HomeKit is growing, mm-hmm. which only makes me think that there's got to be more more public information coming soon. Right. If you go to an electronics store and look around at all the boxes, mm-hmm. you'll see works with Alexa. Mm-hmm. You'll see mm-hmm. works with Google Home, and you'll see some things that say work with HomeKit. HomeKit has, it seems, the fewest yes. things that work with it, but Apple also has really high standards on the way things work together. Not to mention their privacy piece. For sure. Which is critically important on our side. Yeah, on the security, like... Apple's security on keeping your stuff just yours mm-hmm. is 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 definitely the best. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. Anybody can pretty much build a works with Alexa thing it's and open. put it out there. Yeah. Anybody can make a Alexa voice skill and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which makes it to where there's a lot of things that work with it. And there's a lot of flexibility and there's a lot of really neat things that you can do. But you also, you get into privacy stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. in a hurry. I just feel more at ease with Apple controlling things. Sure. Um, and we've talked about that in several episodes, but I'm just thrilled to see Apple get into this market. Yeah, that's really neat. So in the past, if you wanted something like, let's say that uh, you walk into your bathroom and there's a motion sensor in there. And when it detects that you're in there, it uh, turns on the lights and it turns on the exhaust fan mm-hmm. and it turns on your getting ready in the morning playlist Mm -hmm. and all that. And while you're in there, like all that's running. And when you leave, it detects that you've left. Mm -hmm. And then it turns off the lights. It turns off the music and it waits 15 minutes and then it turns off the exhaust. Okay. Right. If you wanted something like that to happen, Mm -hmm. you had to have a pretty elaborate automation system Mm -hmm. in your home. Like that isn't really the kind of thing where you could just go buy a couple off-the-shelf pieces and get them all, just everything automatically working mm-hmm. together like that. And so that was something like a Crestron or AMX or mm-hmm. Savant or recently, like, the company that's coming in really is basically taken over that space is Control 4. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. everywhere you look, every time we go to a convention, it's Control 4, Control 4, Control 4, yeah. just so much Control 4. Like, they're, they're really doing a great job mm-hmm. right now. Um The thing about all those systems is they were all dealer installed only. Mm -hmm. Like that was the only way that you could do anything. Nothing available in the DIY market. Yeah. And like when you have a very large system and you had one of those installed, if you wanted changes made, you had to get the dealer involved, Mm -hmm. uh, which a lot of the time when your system is that complicated, that isn't necessarily a bad thing because like you don't want to get into it and you don't want anything to go sideways mm-hmm. because you put Logged a programming loop in. Yeah, yeah. Odd. You accidentally deleted something. Like, mm-hmm. So having a dealer involved, that was the thought process mm-hmm. there. It's like you want to keep all the systems running really well, so you want to have experienced people programming them. Um, but it also meant that if something went wrong, you had a really hard time troubleshooting yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you needed to have a, uh, a, a home automation company that was very responsive mm-hmm. and was really quick to to come in and, and take care of things. And that's something that, that we've always strived for yeah. really hard was to have very, you know, quick 
remote service op- options. Yeah, okay. to where we can come in, we can fix things up, we can get you back up and running quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the interesting things about the Apple system is if you have a TV that isn't working, you have something that isn't connecting, there are a lot of just very simple self troubleshooting steps that you can take Mm -hmm. to where like, you know, oh, well, this isn't working. I'm going to hold down these two buttons on my Apple TV remote. It's going to reboot the Apple TV. Everything's connected again. I'm good. Yeah. And uh, and being empowered to to fix your own system Mm -hmm. if something goes not great. Mm -hmm. um, It's it's nice. Like people people like that. People like having that as an option. Yeah. Um, You know, Onyx and and companies like us, we're always going to be there Mm -hmm. to where when something goes wrong or you need something upgraded or a piece replaced because there's a problem of some kind, they're going to be there. But Mm -hmm. like you don't necessarily want to have to. If you just need to reset your Apple TV with your company, yeah, with a little quick deal. Um, You'd like to be empowered to know how to do that. You just want to get it working again Mm -hmm. and and be about your business. Mm -hmm. So that is a neat thing about this. the the big automation systems definitely still have their place, mm-hmm. you know, and when something is like a, a very large scale um, and it's going to end up being a very complicated system or you want a particular kind of automation, like mm-hmm. you want things to work together in a way that is going to have to be very specific yeah. and like something that HomeKit isn't made for. HomeKit is going to be great for making lights turn on and thermostats mm-hmm. change and turning on music and stuff like that. But if you want a camera to read a license plate and then that to right. arm a specific no. user code within your security system, which is going to send notifications, that's that's not appropriate. Yeah. When but, you say that HomeKit is um, kind of entry level, yeah, it's there, a great thing to use when you're just getting started. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it would be if this had come out like when when I was in high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. It would have been brilliant. Wonderful. Yeah. My yeah. my my first apartment or whatever. That'd be so fun. Would have, first would have been, apartment. Would have been brilliant. Like oh, I'd yeah. have been able to walk in and everything would have been voice activated and it would have been in the house mm-hmm. of the future. So nice. Um, which would have been really neat. Um, but again, some of the more complex automations and stuff wouldn't yeah. have been there. So, yeah. you you know, you kind of have to, to weigh your options. Mm-hmm. Like what... What what do I need? What do I really want out yeah. of my automation system? So HomeKit, Alexa, and Google Home mm-hmm. all have their version of like routines. And routines are like a, 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 a group of actions that kind of all happen at the same time or work together to accomplish something based on input, like either a keypad button press or a voice command or something like that. Mm-hmm. And in HomeKit... They're just the scenes just that the you scenes. make. Keeps you make it really scenes simple. in HomeKit. You can go through, you do a, a press and hold on one of the scenes, and you can go into it and you can adjust uh, what it, what every device in that scene does. Mm-hmm. So first you pick all the devices that are in it, and then you go through device by device, and you're like, oh, I want this light to come on to this percent, or I just want this light to come on, period. Mm-hmm. I want this uh, thermostat to come on to this temperature, and I want these m- music to start in this room. Mm-hmm. So... It's super easy to use. Like they, they really did a good job on that. They end. did a very nice job. Like everything about it is very slick. It feels very Apple mm-hmm. uh, when you're in it. So an example of one of the routines that I do see uh, referenced a lot is like a good morning mm-hmm. scenes where like super popular, right? Yeah, absolutely. You see it all. A good morning and a good night mm-hmm. are, are pretty much standard across the board. So like whenever I and I have a good morning mm-hmm. routine, like I get up in the morning and I'm like. You know, I don't want to say, but Siri, good morning. Mm-hmm. And she comes back and 
uh, just gives me a little ding, and she's like communicating or whatever. And then my lights change. I've got lighting scenes that execute. My mm-hmm. thermostat changes and different things that go on in the house. And it's just one of those deals like I never have to worry about adjusting the thermostat or I never I never walk around my house hitting light switches no. in the morning to turn things on or off. It's just such a nice way to wake up in the morning. Yeah, it's just... It's so nice. JD and I have hours where the lights slowly come up, the shades are going up, we've got like bird sounds in the mm-hmm. background. It's just the most lovely way to start your day. Sure. At this point, like whenever I'm going to bed, I couldn't imagine walking around the house and hitting light switches, just wandering yeah. the house and switch, switch, yeah. turning off every switch my kids have turned on <laughs> right. and just making sure that everything's off. You know that pantry light's still on, though. Seriously. You know it. Um, yeah. And you know, it's funny. My pantry light uh, is on emotion. Oh, and so uh-huh, uh-huh. and it comes on to one, like it comes on because I've got a color changing LED strip in there that's okay. lighting at the pantry. During the day, it comes on to like a white, like you would expect. Mm-hmm. But at night, it comes on to like a blue. So it's like not harsh. Nice. When you come in, it's like everything's very... And and that's part of those routines. Yes. It's like when the motion sensor and it's at nighttime and, and all that. So, so lovely. It's pretty neat. It's, oh, I think that's special. I think that the thing with HomeKit that that makes it special is that it's easy to get into. It's easy to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It, it comes natively on the iPhone. So if you don't know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. if you just go to your search bar, you know, swipe over, go to your search bar, type in home, and most likely it'll pop up. It looks like a little house. Mm-hmm. It's orange and yellow. Yeah. And that's what HomeKit is. It comes on every iPhone. So you can find it there. And that's the way you can kind of at least identify where it's at on your iPhone. Yeah. I have, and maybe it's because I have been working with Siri so much mm-hmm. uh, recently, just trying to figure out what exactly does she do. And we are going to be doing a How Do You Talk to Siri yeah. episode. It's been a... It's oft requested. Po- yeah. yeah. Popular qu- request. All the time. Um, is I found, you know what? Instead of typing, instead of searching or whatever, I'm just going to ask Siri and see what she does. Yeah. It's like I needed to get into privacy settings. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, Siri, open privacy settings. Siri, open iCloud settings. Siri, open up display settings. Siri, open up keyboard settings. Siri, and she's she, so much better. And she just takes you right there. Yeah. It's right where you're at. So real yeah. quick, Siri, open home app. And there it goes. There it's it is. open. Yeah. So like I don't even search for anything anymore. I just ask Siri just to ask open. Just ask Siri to do it. And like I probably could have said, Siri, open home. Yeah. Open the home app. Open home app. Open whatever you like. And she's really pretty good about that. You know what? This reminds me. This is such a funny thing. Over the weekend, I was working on my Mac. I have a MacBook Air. And I noticed there's a little Siri button in the corner. Mm-hmm. I've had this MacBook Air <laughs> for years. And I had no idea that I had Siri on it. In your defense, it came in with a software update. It hasn't always been. Oh, <laughs> excellent. I looked at JD and I thought, I am crazy. I cannot believe this has been here this whole entire time. I would have used it. Yeah. She, um... Siri and I, our relationship has improved greatly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because I've put effort into our relationship mm-hmm. and I've just learned how to talk to her. But I think that, I think you're right. This is a big popular question. So we need a, an episode for her specifically. Yeah. yeah, that'll be a super fun one. So we have definitely, like we have issues with Alexa yeah. and Google. She just makes me a little nervous. Yeah, when it comes to like and and there are th- there are people out there, and there is a whole mindset out there that is 
Nothing is really private anymore. Mm -hmm. I have already given away all my privacy Mm -hmm. to all these big companies already. So who cares? Yeah. Who cares if Alexa is listening to me? Mm -hmm. Who cares if she's mining my data to figure out the best, you know, brand of shampoo to offer me the Mm -hmm. next time I hop on Facebook or whatever? Like there's just that that is a mindset. Yeah. That is not my personal mindset. Like, it's not mine, and I don't feel like it is the majority of our, of our clients no. either. I think that I I think that when it comes to Onyx, it feels like a responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure it's understood how your information is being treated. For sure. I think that that is that is super important to me. I know it's important to you, and as as Onyx stands. That's the reason why we love Apple is because of the privacy, and I feel more comfortable about that. But like you said, there are there are many people that love Alexa and work mm-hmm. well with her and feel comfortable with that. Yeah. So they are welcome to use it. It's a personal choice. For sure. And uh, we're going to stick with Apple mm-hmm. and HomeKit. So uh, I think that we are probably going to split our HomeKit episode up into two. This is part one. This is the part end of two part next one. Week. Um, but we have our gadget of the week segments. Yeah, yeah, that I want to get into. So, uh, first off, I think we're gonna start with our privacy tip. Ding, ding, jingle, jingle. We need a jingle. Well, I have that one jingle I made, but I, don't, I haven't brought myself to put it in an episode yet. <laughs> Although I liked it, it was. I don't know how people would respond. People would think it's crazy. So, but we'll come up with a we'll jingle. We'll come up with a jingle. John's got his drums here. Yeah. We'll just write a jingle. Let's write a jingle. So. Uh, privacy tip of the week. Um, this week is two-factor authentication. Good question. Yeah. Can you explain to our listeners what in the world that means? I absolutely can. So when this first came about, it was the bane of my existence. Yeah. Because it made it to where every time somebody was trying to sign in an Apple TV, it, like, would you have to send a code to a device? It's awful. And all this kind of stuff. When you weren't expecting it and you weren't accommodating for it, it just complicated things so hard. Yeah. And so, like, I was helping all of our clients turn it off because it kind of happened automatically at one mm-hmm. point and everything. But since then, now that we have just accepted it and we really we work within that context now, um, it – it really is a good idea mm-hmm. to have two-factor turned on. So what is two-factor? So factor number one is your password, right? Apple ID password? Yeah. So you put in your username, which is your, your email mm-hmm. address. You put in your password. That is the first one, right? First factor down. The first factor check. <laughs> the second factor is whenever you have got some other device or a, a, a phone number that is on that account that it can send a code to that you can then take that code and put it in. Okay. What is that doing? That is making sure that somebody who belongs to that account mm-hmm. is the one who is signing in. So let's say that you have some very well-meaning guy in Croatia mm-hmm. who has bought a whole bunch of Apple IDs and passwords mm-hmm. off of the dark web, and he is starting to go through and sign in. Is he also a prince? No, that's Nigeria. Oh, no, Nigeria. it's close that's right. though. That's right. That poor guy cannot give away his money. He cannot give. He it away has fast been enough. trying for a solid <laughs> decade now, and nobody will reply to his emails. It is sad. <sighs> but this bloke in uh, Croatia, if he goes in, puts in your username and password mm-hmm. that he has, it's going to ping your phone and give you a code, 
and and be like, this isn't you. This isn't you. Click here, and then you can change your password. So great. If you don't have that turned on, he's in your account. Oh. Like he's he's in your account. I mean, there's there's nothing stopping him. He has your username and password. If you have that two factor turned on, like then you're good to go. I've got it turned on on my password manager. Mm-hmm. I have it turned on on my Google. I have it turned on on my Apple. I have it turned on on all kinds of things. Yeah. Is it inconvenient? Here's the thing: two factor authentication, super pain. Yeah. But someone getting in your account and oh, using your identity, my goodness, nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. So every time you're gritting your teeth, having to plug in the second factor, just think about the mess you'd have to clean up if your identity was stolen. Yeah. That's a disaster. So worth it. Okay, so how do we turn it on? So the way you turn it on is I ask Siri, open iCloud settings. She opens it up. You go to password and security, and then make sure two-factor authentication is turned on. Excellent. And that's it. And it's going to make you answer some security questions, Mm -hmm. like what was your first pet's name? What What city were you born in? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Just you know, if you're ever on a first date and the person is asking you, so what was your first pet's name? Yeah. Where Where did you go to high school? What's your high school mascot? What is your mom's maiden name? (laughs) What is your mom's maiden name? (laughs) Don't answer. That would be a strange date. Yeah, that person is a weirdo. So, um, Jen, I am deeply curious. What is our gadget of the week? You know what, Christian? Let me answer that question. I'm ready. Our gadget of the week is Philips Hue White Starter Kit. We were talking about the gadget of the week, and I just think that with HomeKit, after this episode, everybody should find HomeKit on your phone, Mm -hmm. find the little house, open it up and look at it, and then just order this Philips Hue White Starter Kit on Amazon or go to Home Depot and get it. It's a really nice way to just dip your toe in the water. Sure. Just start with a light bulb. You can plug it into your lamp, plug it into a can light, whatever, and just get it started. I think... I think starting with a light and seeing that you can control a light and you can do it yourself mm-hmm. is a pretty special thing. Yeah. It's a really nice way to start. For sure. And like say you already have some uh, some controlled lighting, mm-hmm. you know, probably not all of your lamps That's right. are controlled. And if you want to make it to where your lamps all come on at a certain time in the morning so you're not walking around the house, click, click, clicking your lamps on. Yeah. That's a great way to do it. Say you've got a uh, a lake house. Or Perfect. some other place that you yes. want to, you know, it'd be great if my porch light came on mm-hmm. by itself mm-hmm. and I could do this and that or whatever. Um, the Philips Hue is super easy to set up. It's really easy to set up, yeah. really easy to install, and a great way to start. It's super easy to add to HomeKit. Like, kind of everything about it. It's it's a great first HomeKit device. I think it's brilliant, Jen. Let's do it. Okay. All right, viewers. Uh, we appreciate you so much for listening. We do ask that you... Um, Click subscribe mm-hmm. and send us a review. We'd love to know what you think. Please join us on Instagram and Facebook at Onyx Theaters. We'd love to see you there. And we've had a couple of questions pop up um, on our Facebook that we'll answer in part two. And so if you have any questions, please let us know. That'll be super fun. Thanks for joining us. Jen, thank you. Bye-bye. To stay connected with Onyx, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. To be a part of the conversation, join our Facebook group, Onyx Podcast Community.